Hey guys, it's Evan coming to you live from the Drunk Awesome Studios here in New York City. And today is part two of the Jesse Smollett um, deep dive. And one of the questions I was asked is why did I do it in two parts? As I explained yesterday, there's just so much to the story. Um, I mean, both episodes are running more than an hour long. That's that's literally how, how much information there is. Um... And frankly, I didn't even cover everything. I didn't cover how um, Rahm Emanuel and Eddie Johnson both are are swore up and down that Jesse faked this. Um, the brothers, the Nigerian brothers who um, Jesse allegedly paid to attack him, um, recanted their statements. Um, there, there's just so much that there was no way I could do it all, um, and keep the show under 24 hours, um, but we're gonna, we're gonna continue to follow the story here on Drunk Gossip and let you know, um, what happens as we, as more information is made available. And once again, Jesse Smollett, The Deep Dive. And we're back. So as promised at the beginning of the episode, I am here with Will, who is always torturing me because I never use production notes. Hi, everyone. I'm Will, Ed's producer. You, This is the first time I've been on this podcast. You haven't heard me on it before because Ed records the usually records these at 1 o'clock in the morning when I'm asleep and unable to harass him about all the things I tell him to do that he doesn't do, like have production notes or rehearse or use a program that allows me to cut out all the stumbles he makes. It's not always at one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it's at 10 at night and you're still asleep. Sometimes it's at two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Only when I'm really drunk. Yes. Yes. Only when you're really drunk, which is... Let's move on. (laughs) So... I, I just need you guys to hear this because I have not prepared at all, as you know, because I never do. So basically, it's business as usual. <laughs> and he comes in with a ton of production notes. So he knows exactly what he's going to say. Like, he's better than me because I never know what I'm going to say. Well, I mean, if you know what you're going to say before you come into these things, you can minimize the amount of vocal nonsense that you put that makes it into the final podcast. For the record, tonight we're going to be talking about the curious case of Jussie Smollett, which has been on everybody's minds and in everybody's news feeds recently. And if he hasn't, then you're very lucky because my Facebook is full of Jussie memes right now. Well, to be fair... He has, you know, done a lot to inspire them. Anyway, here are the facts of the case. Last month, in January of 2019, Jesse Smollett began claiming that his life was under threat after he supposedly received a homophobic, threatening letter. Then, on January 29th, the actor turned himself into a police station claiming that he had been attacked and beaten by by two men in a homophobic and racist assault. He claimed at the time that he had contacted his music producer afterwards and that the producer would be able to corroborate his story. But notably, 
he did not allow the police access to his phone records. That's not true. He eventually did it. They were just heavily, heavily eradicated because he claimed that he had pictures of his partner and other high-profile celebrity numbers on there that he didn't want to get out to the public. Which, to be entirely fair to him, may have been true, but was almost certainly not the reason why he redacted this information, as police would later come to find out. Anyway, the police went on an invest- began an investigation, which they have been conducting for the past two weeks, with relatively few leads. However, they had a breakthrough at the beginning of this week when they picked up two brothers, aged 27 and 29, who, tra- return, who were spotted by a security camera near the site of the attack on the date of the attack before they left for Nigeria. They were arrested at O'Hare Airport. Their names have not been released because they haven't been charged with anything. They were questioned for 48 hours and then released uh, late last week. I'm sure you can all tell where this is going, even if you didn't already know, but shortly after their release, the police released a statement saying that the shift of their investigation had changed drastically and that it was now focused on an entirely different track. Rumors began to swirl that Jussie Smollett was now a suspect in the attack and had orchestrated it. Rumors that were confirmed shortly before that we recorded this podcast on Thursday morning. And Thursday night, Jesse actually was formally charged by prosecutors, as we talked about last night, or in the last episode. Maybe I do need production notes sometimes. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what I've been saying. Oh, um, Jesse was formally charged by prosecutors um, last night with a um, felony public disorderly conduct, basically saying that he filed a, a false police report. The Chicago Police Department was not very happy with his behavior. Superintendent Eddie Johnson, who released the police statement earlier this morning, said that he wished the families of the victims of gun violence in Chicago got as much attention in this as this case had, and that it made the detectives on the case pretty upset to learn that Jesse was had made a false report, and in fact had paid these two men to stage an attack on his person. An, an attack that involved them putting his head in a noose in front of what they believed to be an active security camera. And to be fair, it was active, just not on the right side. Yeah. Apparently, the reason why he did, why Jesse Smollett orchestrated this attack is that he was unhappy with the salary he was being paid on Empire and wanted to negotiate for a better one. $65,000 per episode. I did the math. Yeah. It's $1.1 million for less than six months of work. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'd have just asked for a raise. But then again, I am clearly not a criminal <laughs> mastermind of his caliber. So I can, and I can only guess at what goes on inside the head of such an individual. For the record, you're not getting a raise. Yeah. I, I knew that already. <laughs> He's been after me to actually pay him and give him a living wage. What am I, made of living wages? Well, you are hiring me to provide suggestions and cut video for the vlogs that you're planning. That's true. But still, 
I, I'm not Jesse Small. I don't make one point one million dollars yeah. in six months. I don't. Yeah. Un- would that we could all make one point one million dollars for being unfunny on an NBC sitcom for half a year. Empire is a Fox drama. Oh shit! <laughs> I guess that tells you um, how much cultural impact Empire's had. This is why he's the producer and not the host. Also, a, a very good reason why I don't need production notes. Now, see, if I if I had um, checked my production notes before I recorded that segment, the notes that I made about his background, I would have been able to correct that mistake. Unfortunately, I only checked the notes about the facts of the case. That's why I'm here. Because I'm good at my job, sometimes. Occasionally. When you're not drunk. If you didn't lead me to drink, I wouldn't be drunk. You heard it here first, folks. Ed Anderson is incapable of exercising self-control. I'm pretty sure they learned that already. Yeah, actually, yeah, you learned it probably on one of the 500 previous episodes of this podcast first. There's not been 500 yet, only like 100 and some odd. Pardon me, I'm practicing hyperbole. Surely, I figured that you, of all people, would understand hyperbole. I never exaggerate anything, except for my innocence. Like I said, (laughs) I figured that you, of all people, would understand hyperbole. Unlike Jesse, I am innocent. I've never faked my own attack. Yet. I will concede <laughs> to the second point. Why just the second? Because we all know that you are not innocent. Do you hear this? This is what I put up with day after day. Between that and... You need to be using production notes so you don't say, um... I have not said um once, and I have not used any production notes. I mean, for the record, I say you should use production notes so that you get all the information you say right. Which, admittedly, I didn't just provide the best argument for, but that's not why I say production notes. (laughs) That's what he says. And then after this, I'm going to be yelled at for talking about production notes on the podcast again. No, you do that all the time. I could, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's part of your brand now. I'm pretty sure you've been complaining about me since before you hired me, actually. That's not true. I have not. It was only after I hired you that I started complaining about you. Anyway, <laughs> final thoughts on the subject that we we're in theory supposed to be talking about? I, I, and I said this last night, I'm going to say it again tonight. I keep hoping for an Empire-esque twist where he's actually working with the cops to nail the motherfuckers who actually attacked him. Yeah, I think the Empire-esque twist here is that he paid the dude to attack him in order to get a raise. Which, you know, seems to have backfired on him since he can't get paid in jail. Assuming he goes to jail, he could still get a plea deal, too. He could. I don't think he will, but... Yeah, probably not. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much for listening, as always. If you need to get a hold of me, um, tweet me at authoredA. Facebook, Patreon, Instagram, at Author Ed Anderson. And until next time, I'm raising my glass and saying cheers. Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And, excuse me, there are... This has just been a dizzying day of gossip. Um, 
I we're gonna start with Jesse Smollett in just a couple seconds. Um, but there's some R. Kelly news coming at the end of the show, which is gonna. So we're gonna have two big stories today. I hope you're ready for that because I'm not. Um, in addition to that, there is our true crime segment, which as always is just a dizzying um, web of. I don't even know what to be honest. Um, so sit back, relax, and let's get this party started. So all week we've been talking about Jesse Smollett, and last night Will and I did a recap as well as adding in some new information as it was coming out. So today, um, the day started by with Empire producers and Fox saying that Jesse Smollett is being cut from the um, final two episodes of season five. And then... So that, that's big news on, in, a, in, a, in and of itself. <laughs> I, I'm so shocked by this big news, I can't speak. <laughs> but, so that's big news, um, and we're going to unpack that in a second. But the other part of this story is... Jesse has now come out and said that he has a drug problem. Dun, dun, dun. So let's unpack this a little bit here. Um, Fox has Fox and producers of Empire have actually really stood by Jesse. Even when it looked like he was about to be indicted um, on felony charges of filing a false police report and all of that. Um... As recently as yesterday, they said that Jesse's been nothing but professional on the set. Um, he Right after he was indicted, or arraigned, I'm sorry, let me get my legal terminology correct here. Right after he was arraigned, he, um, he went to the Empire set, was greeted with hugs and love and support. And then today we find out that he's being cut from the final two episodes. Now, people are going to say that this means nothing, that, you know, they're just letting him face his legal woes and work out a plan with his attorneys. This is a big deal. Because technically they could be in breach of contract. Now, I'm not saying that they are, and I'm not even saying that Jesse's going to do this. But theoretically speaking, them cutting him out, he's not, he's been arraigned um, and charged, but he's not been, um, he's not been um, convicted yet. So... The fact that they're cutting him out of the episodes is kind of a... It's kind of a um, a legal thing where I'm not sure what's exactly going to happen. But let's, let's backtrack now and go back to the drug thing. So I was talking to my best friend earlier and I said, you know what, I bet... You know, I've been reading the gossip. This is what he's going to do. He is going to claim that he has a drug problem. 
And then he's going to say that this was a drug deal that went bad, and that's the reason why the brother slipped and said that he paid them for the attack. And no sooner than I said that, then it came out that Jesse Smollett admitted to having an untreated drug problem. But then he goes one step further, and it was almost like he was reading my mind and said, um, one of the brothers was his drug dealer, um, this was a drug deal that went bad, and they beat him up. But they didn't want to damage his face because they knew um, that he was due on set. And if, and if Flying Gossip is to be believed, and it is, pretty soon we're going to be hearing from his um, siblings that uh, Jesse's been out of control for some time now, and, you know, it's really affected them, and they, you know, they were hoping that this wasn't what, the, what this was. All of this is not, it, the, the likelihood of this all being true is very slim, what I think Jesse is trying to do here is create doubt. If it, if this is the latest twist in this case, then he didn't technically um, file a false police report in the um, in Chicago's case falls apart because he really was attacked. Now he could be charged with a misdemeanor or something along the lines of lying to the police about not knowing who did it. But if there's no way they're going to charge him with a, with a drug charge because there was no drugs found on him. And given the history of the brothers, the you know, remember we talked about um, one of them being arrested for attempted murder and all sorts of other various charges. So then this whole thing kind of goes up. The only thing that will remain tarnished is, did he lie about this being a hate crime? Um, Some people are starting to debate that a little bit. We don't know um, how the brothers feel about gays. We know that they're black, obviously. But, But it could still be a hate crime if they were yelling homophobic things. And they really could have yelled, this is MAGA country. We don't know. You know, maybe they were paid to do that. So we're going to, obviously, we're going to stay on top of the story as it develops. I will have all the latest details for you as soon as they become available. And for right now, I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, I was trying to... Avoid doing a Jesse Smollett um, segment because, frankly, I didn't think there was enough information, but I was wrong. Um, so here is our first Jesse Smollett segment of the week. And I'm sure that there's, there's going to be more. Um, Terrence Howard, over the weekend defended his TV son saying that he didn't believe for one second that Jesse Sage's attack and he believed very much that um, Jesse was attacked and that this was um, that the Chicago PD got it wrong 
it also came out over the weekend that the the alleged check that Justin wrote to um, the Nigerian brothers was actually in fact for training and there are text messages to back him up on this. Jussie um, was actually texting with one of the brothers and the brother said, okay, like, this is, you know, this is what you're supposed to eat, making sure that there were no allergies. And Jussie said that he had no allergies that he knew of, um, but he couldn't have dairy because dairy is hell on the vocal cords. And then, um, from there, it was mostly make sure you're eating right, make sure you get some cardio in, yada, yada, yada. So that really substantiates um, Jesse's claim that he did pay them $3,500, but it was $600 a week for training and $100 per week for... Why is my mind blanking up? Um, nutrition. And allegedly, both brothers testified before the grand jury that Jesse paid them for training and nutrition and not to beat him up. So, okay. This is the newest twist. Everyone was so quick to condemn him when... Um, as the media and others started to follow the narrative that he set this up himself, are those people now going to apologize or are they going to continue to believe that he set this up? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I rushed to judgment when I said that people, um, we need to support him and whatever... And that they wouldn't do this just for publicity because it would be it would backfire. And I truly believe if this was ever a publicity stunt, it it would backfire. It would just blow up in everyone's face. Um, last Thursday, when um, Will and I talked um, about the Justice Smollett case, we were talking about how um, he. He allegedly did it because he wanted to raise from Empire Producers. Well, Empire Producers are like, that's news to us. We He never talked about it. He never said anything to us about wanting a raise or anything like that. And I do need to correct something. I Last week I said he made 65000 per episode. Um, I just got new numbers saying that he was making 125000 per episode. So... That means that um, for him being suspended for these two, for the last two episodes of the season, he's losing $250,000. I mean, that's a shit ton of money. Um, And yes, that is, that is most definitely the scientific term. Uh... Um, but seriously, he's, that's a quarter of a million dollars that he's missing out on. Not to mention, um, the royalties that come with it and from 
not only the musical numbers that he's losing out on, but also um, when the show is aired in syndication and on Hulu. So... It, it, when you start to look at it from that angle, it really makes even less sense that he would stage this. But, as is the case with this whole mystery, there's yet another twist. Um, Ola, one of the Nigerian brothers, actually had a bunch of homophobic tweets. Um, One was about Frank Ocean. Uh, He said to a friend, hey, you're following Frank Ocean, you know that N-word is gay, right? And his friend was like, oh, like I followed him before, you know, all that came out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But look who's who's, um, stalking my followers. Or my followers, rather. And Ola was like, no, no, Twitter just told me to follow him because you do. And I was like, no, that nigga's gay. And that, that, I mean, that would be bad enough. But then there was an isolated tweet It's not connected. There's no ads or anything like that. And the tweet said... You're gay. That's who you are. So now it makes their statement after talking to the police... Where they said... We are not racist. We are not homophobic. And we we are not anti-Trump. We were born and raised in Chicago. And we are American citizens. I think that... Now we have to look at it through a new lens. These are not honest people. And you can... People can claim not to be homophobic all they want. But when their actions prove it, you have to accept it. And their actions, their... The things that they say here... More than prove... That they are homophobic. At least Ola is. Because why does it matter if Frank Ocean is gay? If you're a fan of his and you want to follow him on social media, you do it. I don't care if he sucks dick or sleeps with women or whatever he wants to do. That's his choice. I, you know... There's something there and I, I do think that... Um, the brothers beat up on Jesse. I don't know why, though. Um, I've I have a I've heard a theory. Um, I'm just gonna share a little bit of it because um, Mary T wants to um do a segment with me on this. So if you're listening, Mary T, I love you, and come on and do the segment with me. Um, but so the the theory that she came up with in part is um it was a basically a hookup gone bad with one of that with one of the Nigerian brothers and Jesse 
And they did, you know, obviously they were his personal trainer and they wanted the money to keep rolling in. So they didn't want to wreck his face, but they wanted to send a clear message. And I think that's what they did. Um, But as is usual, we are going to stay on top of this very twisted story and bring you all the latest as soon as we can. For now, I'm going to go. We have follow-ups to three exclusives today. (laughs) Um, And we are... We're going to work on bringing you more. Um, Thank you so much for listening and making this such a fun job for me. And until next time, cheers. Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. (coughs) And this is the last time for at least a week that I will be coming to you live from New York City. Um, As I've been telling you all week, I am going on vacation um, and I, you know, I keep using much needed, y'all don't understand, <laughs> I work between 18 and 20 hours a day, so when I say much needed, it is really much needed, um, but I love what I do, and you guys make it possible, so I thank you so much for that, um, next time I'm live, I'll probably be in Disneyland. So, yay. Um, But we'll get there when we get there. Um, And I just want to remind you guys, tomorrow is True Crime Saturday. This week is Ladies Who Kill. And speaking of true crime, let's talk some Jesse Smollett. So... Me and Will had a, a a bet. And the bet was that no, if nothing stupid happened in the week, he would buy me a bottle of bourbon. I lost that bet literally 12 hours after we made it. Because that's when it started coming out that Jesse Smollett actually may not have staged the hoax. Or he may not have staged his own attack. This may not have been a hoax. Um, and we talked about this in a previous episode. So what... What is this? What, what actually happened? Well, from the sounds of it... The Chicago Police Department was basing their whole case... On a check in the statement of these two brothers, who then flipped and made a completely different statement to the grand jury. And so, what? So, the Chicago Police Department did what any good investigators would do and went and held a press conference condemning Jesse Smollett. And the DA recused herself. Um, I don't know, I cannot remember her first name for the life of me, but her her last name is Fox, I remember that. So D.A. Fox recuses herself. With no explanation. Um, 
at some point someone said, oh, she, she recused herself because she um, was a victim of a, a sex crime. Which made no damn sense. Because this is not a sex crime case. It was a hate crime case. But now, rumor has it that prosecutors are getting ready to dump the case altogether because they don't feel like they can make it stick. Now, why go through, why go through this whole process if they're just going to dump it? The answer is easy. This is they picked up on the narrative of a TV station who got a big bump in in the ratings from saying that Jesse faked it. There was no evidence of this, and they even came out and said, "No, we're not treating him as a suspect. That is not what we're looking at." Now, if if that is what they were looking at, they would have said it or. They wouldn't have made any comment, which would have been the best route to go. But they de- they denied that this was even happening, which leads us to believe that they weren't that they waited to see what the public opinion was, and go with that, and then they thought, oh well, we could probably make a case. But now that the case is starting to fall off. And, you know, Jesse's kind of weaved, you know, oh, I've taken ecstasy, you know, I have an untreated drug problem narrative. Now they're really like, okay, we, 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 we can't make this work. At this point, this is only a rumor, um, but I think there's enough evidence to support the rumor that they really can't make this stick. Um, they have bigger fish to fry with the R. Kelly case. And frankly, it was always going to be a very difficult proposition for them. I think maybe they were hoping that Jesse would um, back down, plead no contest, and take a plea deal. And when he didn't do that, they were kind of in a weird position where they didn't know what to do next. And speaking of not, not knowing what to do next... I'm going to go, and I will be right back. And I am back. So, okay, so, I just have to say this. I I did a story um, for Love You to Death, based in Celebration, Florida, which is a Dis- or was a Disney-owned community. And, um, and the whole story, if you don't know this story, I'm, just, I'm not going to go through it all. Actually, maybe I will. That'll be our, our, our true crime segment for the week. Um, <laughs> don't you just love how my mind works? Uh, anyways. Um, so, before we get to that segment. Basically, the, um, the suspect and his lawyers engage in victim blaming. Which leads me right to Jesse Smollett. Now, for the record, I am not saying that the brothers are victim-blaming. It certainly... A case could certainly be made for that. Um, But we don't have all the evidence yet. 
So, what am I saying? Well, I don't even know if I probably no. Actually, I do. So, okay. Right after the attack, Robin Roberts did uh, did an interview with Jesse Smollett, and she says she didn't want to do it. Like she was very uncomfortable. And not only was she a little leery of doing it, but when it came right down to it, there was a little, um, and Jesse Smollett was already two and a half hours late for the interview. Now, this is not unexpected. Stars are late all the damn time. It's a very rare occasion when they actually show up on time. Uh, it, 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 being late is part of the reason why Lindsay Lohan doesn't work anymore. At least not as an actress. Um, anyways, so he was late. And she was promised, Robin Roberts was promised that she could ask the hard questions. Remember in the Wendy Williams segment, we were talking about how... Um, how Wendy Williams can't ask the hard questions because she's a daytime talk show host? Robert Roberts can because she's a news anchor. And news anchors are supposed to ask the hard questions. The A-listers, the, the big stars, want to go to these news anchors because they they want to... Free their minds. That's why it was such a big shocker when Roseanne, for for um, bypassed going to a news anchor, a, a big name, and she could have had the biggest names in the business interviewing her, trying to get her to talk, and just did that weird YouTube video. So, so Robin Roberts had some some doubts about this, but when she was given the go ahead to. To ask the tough questions, why the fuck wouldn't she take that? I mean, let's be real here. Like, this was a big get. It was just after his alleged attack. He was big news. And GMA needs the ratings. They're trying to beat the Today Show. And I don't mean to come across as crass, but that's how these people think. So, um, basically she says she didn't have the information. Like, she didn't know that the brothers were going to allege that Jesse Smollett paid them. Which, as you know from last week, they testified in front of a grand jury that he didn't pay them to, uh, to attack him. He paid them for personal training and for nutrition tips. So now, you know, that's kind of leaving everyone up in the air and wondering what the actual fuck is happening. Well, a new theory has emerged that the the brothers have arranged to beat up Jesse 
just to send a message. And that they were told to say that he paid them for that and make it look really suspicious. Now, the theory does not expand upon who allegedly paid them or told them to do this. But it is a it is an intriguing theory, especially because so much of this doesn't make sense. And possibly, you know, and, and I told you this last week. According to Crazy Days and Nights, anti lawyer, prosecutors are even thinking about dropping all the charges against Jesse because they don't have enough to make it stick. Boom goes the dynamite. And speaking of boom going, I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So this Jesse Smollett case is just, um, it's just so weird. And yes, this will be one of the, the, um, stories that gets a really deep dive over on the vlog. In fact, that's going to be one that you have to pay to see. Like I'll, I'll, we'll do a little snippet, um, but you'll have to get the full video over on Patreon. Anyways, um, so Jesse Smollett appeared in court this week, and he didn't have to. I This is really important, I think. He did not have to make an appearance at court. All he had to do was have his plea logged, which sounds much dirtier than it actually is. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. So. Um, and he did it. His attorneys told the press that he did it because he wants to show that he's innocent. Now. I, I don't know where to, what to think right now about this. Most everyone is like. He's guilty, he, he performed this hoax, blah, blah, blah. This is our evidence. But the evidence doesn't really suggest that to me. Certainly something's not right about this attack. I'm just not to the point now where I firmly believe that um, he... He pulled this hoax off by himself. And here's the thing. Here's why. Because everyone who says it also says he's stupid. Now. There's so many holes in this story. That one would have to be stupid in order to. I don't want to say believe it, but. There are so many holes in this story that it. It leaves you to wonder what kind of criminal basically leaves himself open to implication. And again, this is not sarcasm. Like, I'm being genuinely honest here. Like, it doesn't make sense to me how someone can be so stupid in in someone's mind, but try to pull off a very elaborate plan like it the two just don't mesh for me but, 
and here's one more thing that I think we need to kind of look at and and think about. We have seen... Let me rephrase this. If if Jesse actually did this for a pay raise, wouldn't the simpler solution be to threaten to quit? And here's why I say that, because threatening to quit, first of all, you're going to get the headlines anyways. And especially on a show like Empire, which um, Jesse's the breakout star. I mean, there's... The other two brothers are good. Um, and the older brother, I don't... I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. He had... He had the storyline that should have been the breakout. Or maybe not the breakout, but that landed him the Emmy nominations. But Jesse is the one who walked away with the popularity and the critical acclaim. That was not by mistake. Um, People will try to say, oh, well, you know, it's because his character is based off Lee Daniels. Maybe. But the point here is, he could have just said, I'm quitting Empire. I don't want to do this anymore. Yes, he'd be giving up $125,000 a week. Or there's a chance that the producers would have been like, well, you know, we'll bump you up. We'll give you $150,000, $175,000 or whatever to try and keep him happy. Doing this hoax doesn't make any sense. Also, there's a very good chance that he loses his contract after this. Now, they're not going to... Right now, what they're waiting for is to see um, how the ratings do without him. They're also waiting to see... If Empire's even renewed. Empire hasn't been renewed yet. If the ratings tank, there's no way they're letting him out of that contract. Unless he's found guilty. And they can't fire him right now because if they fire him and he sues, he'll win. Because he hasn't been found guilty of anything at this point. And I think that's something that we all need to keep in mind is he's not been found guilty. But I'm guilty of taking a break and coming right back. And I'm back. Are you guys ready to jump right into the Jesse Smollett stuff? Of course you are, because we all are. So, as I told you a couple weeks back, the prosecution has dropped all the charges against Jesse Smollett. Now... Here's the thing. I mean, I wasn't really surprised. And as I said, Will, like, was right on it, sending me all the information I needed to do this segment. So thank you, Will. 
godsend miracle worker um whatever you want to say but this one I wasn't really surprised um and once again I just have to tip my hat to N.T. Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights because he had that story before anyone else and he risked because he he posted that item the same day that Jesse was charged with sixteen counts. Um, so he really risked his reputation to put that up. Um, and like I told Will, I'm not a lawyer, but I think um, I think what happened was to get the grand jury to. Um, to get the grand jury to um, bring the charges, they only needed circumstantial evidence. And they probably had that in spades. But when it actually came to time to trial, the defense could poke holes in all of that. And I think that's something that really needs to be looked at is I... Unless I'm much mistaken, and I'm sure um, someone will correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think that there's... Um, I don't think that there's a chance for the defense to speak at a grand jury. I think it's just the prosecution. So a convincing lawyer could probably sell this. Like, hey... This is what we think this guy did. Blah, blah, blah. Because I think that's how a lot of these murderers get. Um, that's how a lot of these murderers um, have the charges brought against them. Afterwards, the prosecutor... Um, one prosecutor um, gave a one-sentence... A statement which was we believe this outcome is a just disposition and appropriate resolution to this case Jesse Smollett said I have been truthful and consistent on every level since day one I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of Okay, so here's here's a little bit here's some details of what went down. Jesse showed up to the Chicago courthouse for a secret hearing. Right after the secret hearing, around eleven o'clock this morning, the prosecutor, um, or rather, the defense attorneys for Jesse. Released a statement saying that all charges had been dropped against him and he'd been exonerated. <coughs> and then reaction started. Fox, which airs Empire, which obviously Jesse stars on, said that they were gratified and happy that Jesse had been cleared. <coughs> <coughs> 
Um, um, the prosecutor, as evidence and theories mounted that the prosecutor didn't have a solid case, um, Joe Maggot, Maggots, kept insisting that they had a strong case against Jesse and he would have been convicted had they gone to trial. But then he said, we work to prioritize violent crime and the drivers of violent crime. I don't see Jesse Smollett as a threat to public safety. But Rahm Emanuel does not agree. And he does not agree with the decision to not prosecute Jesse Smollett. He said, our officers did hard work day in and day out, countless hours working to unwind what actually happened that night. The city-sized reputation dragged through the mud. And you cannot have, because of a person's position, one set of rules apply to them and one set of rules that apply to everyone else. Um... Eddie Johnson, who headed up this investigation and botched it badly, and no matter what anyone says, he he bowed to public pressure to prove that it was a hoax, said, I think the city is still owed an apology. At the end of the day, it's Mr. Smollett who committed this hoax. And here's the thing. You know, it's, it's, it's not surprising. Um, but one of the things that really struck me and Will as odd as we talked about the case and the story, um, he was helping me shape it, was that in a, in a plea deal situation, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience, not, not a plea deal for me, but a plea deal for... Um, my abusive ex. First of all, the record is not sealed. Usually not sealed, I should say. In this case, it is. Which automatically triggers weirdness. Second, you don't... You you don't get the plea deal for doing two days of community service. Um, my, I, my ex had... Um, jail time, which um, I think he got some time off for um, time that he served. He was assigned to anger banishment classes and he had fines that he had to pay, plus community service. And again, this was not sealed. <clears throat> And furthermore, um, there was, um, Jesse had to forfeit the $10,000 
um, bond. And that went um, back to the city. But that is standard procedure in this case, in cases like this. Um, and, but the other thing about the plea deal is you normally have to plead guilty or at least no contest. He didn't do that. Jesse walked away still saying not guilty. And the state's attorney, um, I'm going to pull up his quote for you. Um, but Jesse's attorneys say that he was exonerated. Um, and all that. But the state attorney said no no that that's not what we're saying at all we could have we could have won we could have um got him convicted um joseph oh it's joseph maggots again he said i do not believe he is innocent Based on all the facts and circumstances of the case, and also keeping in mind resources and keeping in mind that the office's number one priority is to combat violent crime, I decided to offer this this disposition in this case. No. Mm-mm. Sorry, not buying it. Because everyone was so quick to have him charged and to play this trial out in the court of a public opinion... But then you're not going to let him have his day in court. He was exonerated by these charges being dropped. If you thought he was guilty, you should have prosecuted him, period. Um, And I told Will um, in our chat, my theory, the theory that this is a celebrity getting away with something is, is nonsense. Because I would argue R. Kelly is the more influential and bigger celebrity. So, if they were if they were trying to um, carry a celebrity's favor, it would be with him. Now, it could be argued that Jesse had the lesser offense, but that's not true. Trump has not weighed in on R. Kelly's case, interestingly enough. Since human trafficking and sex slavery are supposed to be his big issues de jour. Um, but he definitely weighed in on the Jesse Smollett case. And so when, when someone in the position that Trump is in starts leaning in and, and commenting on the case... That applies more pressure. So, again, I don't believe for one second that they didn't have enough. Um, or I don't believe for one second that, that they they gave him this deal because he's a celebrity and whatever. I believe that they gave him this deal because they knew that they were not going to get the conviction. With R. Kelly, they're going to get that conviction. Without a doubt. 
there's too much evidence. But with Jesse Smollett, there's not enough evidence to, to have him convicted. So, and it, it also needs to be said that Jesse does still face federal, could still be facing federal charges for allegedly sending a threatening letter to himself. I'll, although I would venture a guess that either the FBI is not going to find anything or that investigation is nearly wrapped up and we're going to hear about any charges he faces within the next week or so. Um, Blind Gossip had a item up about this saying basically that the prosecutor, the state prosecutor, um, Kim Fox, has aspirations for higher office and someone in a position of power told her that this case does not fit the narrative of the party and um, she needed to let it go and that's what happened. I'm going to call BS on this for one reason and one reason only. Fox was not prosecuting the case. Now, I'm not saying that she couldn't have gone to her underling and said, hey, 69 this. But I am going to I am going to say that it's probably likely that um, it's probably likely that either this is not a real blind or if it is a real blind, um, someone got their facts mixed up because, um, like I said, Kim Fox didn't, wasn't involved in the case. She recused herself for whatever reason. So, um, it it doesn't really make sense in that case. But as always, I'm going to stick on top of the story for you, and I will bring you any latest developments in future episodes of Drunk Gossip. As always, I would like to thank you guys for listening. I would not be here without you. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.